Welcome to episode number 20 of Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. My name is Neil Urban. And we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast. A wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. And Neil Urban. We have a special guest this week. We do. We do. And we're just going to jump right into it today. Just for the sake of jumping right into it. Even though the one thing that I'll say is episode 20, we made it, man. It's we happening. did. We did. Congratulations. Episode twenty. This, this is it here. But we have we have a really special, um, fantastic guest today. Um, and Neil, if you just want to introduce her, and we're going to get right into that. Yeah, her name is Karen Hassan. She's from Jet Set Wed. Um, she's a wedding planner that um, that I worked with a couple years ago uh, down in Florida, and I was really impressed uh, by the way she uh, by the way she ran things. Um, not only for her communication with me, but just. Uh, when, when I got in town, I was completely new to the area, and she met me earlier just on her own time, and um, she kind of showed me around, and I was just, like I said, just really impressed, and I just had to have her on the show um, just to get her her uh, point of view from working with us photographers. Uh, I'm sure she can uh, give us uh, pointers of the, the do's and don'ts of uh, the way to run a wedding day, so yeah. Yeah, kind of similar to when we had Chris Wheaton on, who is a videographer, and it's just about you know these different people that we work with on a wedding day, um, just making things happen for for our couples and being the best that we all can be um, mm-hmm. for that. So uh, this is uh, Karen Hassan from Jet Set Wed. Okay, and here we go. We have Karen Hassan uh, from Jet Set Wed. How are you doing, Karen? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming on today. Yeah, my pleasure. So please tell tell our listeners about yourself. Uh, where are you located? Um, I am based out of Fort Myers, Florida, um, but we uh, do weddings all over the um, U.S. as well as international. Mm-hmm. Um, we specialize kind of in destination weddings. I do prefer to fly other places. However, uh, Florida is a huge destination for everyone um, in the States and out of the country, too. So we have a lot of clients that are um, coming to my backyard to get married. So Yeah, I was going to say with the, with, the, uh, with the company name like Jet Set Wed, um, that just screams like high-end destination photography or uh, high-end destination weddings. Um, but people are coming to you as well. So what do you, yeah. what do you think the percentage is of uh, you, know, you traveling out versus people coming to see you? You know, really, um, I would like it to be a little more flying out, but it does keep me busy having our, our local clientele. So I would say um, 85 to 90% of my clients are not from Florida. Okay. Oh. Um, right. But I, I do approximately uh, 16 to 20 weddings a year, and I would say only about four of them are international. Okay. Um, I, I don't really count the Caribbean for international for myself <laughs> just because it's like a hop over. Um, but yeah, so that kind of gives you an idea. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, Jet Wed, how did you come about with that business name? Well, um, we were, um, I was Charmed Weddings, and I had a business partner. 
And she originally was interested in just having someone uh, to rebrand her company. Mm -hmm. And after working with her for a week, I realized that um, I was just going to create direct competition with something um, that I would have built up. So I I told her I couldn't work for her. um, And then she offered to go in 50-50. So I had a business partner thinking that I could rebrand for about a year. But when she kind of didn't want to rebrand, you know, how business partners can be. Um, So then I started on my own and rebranded to Jet Set Wed. And I had the help of a photographer in our area that is a genius at branding. And she kind of just interviewed me and kind of got some ideas. And we threw around the destination. I told her kind of what I really wanted to do. And she kind of uh, came up with Jet Set Weddings. And then we kind of edited it to Jet Set Wed. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now with the uh, now when you go to your website and you see the logo, you uh, you ended up with maybe like a uh, a vintage airplane. Um, yeah. Now now is that match like just because you're more into the vintage style of weddings um, as compared to maybe like a like a linear jet um, kind of logo? Because if if you think like a branding wise, um, if you had maybe had like a more of an upper scale jet. Um, you you would kind of think that you're out of like New York City or something like that. Is that was that kind of like your uh, idea behind the whole vintage airplane? Um, really, we just went through all of the planes, and I just liked that one the best. <laughs> I really okay, so I, I was just looking into it a little bit too much then. Yeah, well, you're a guy, so you probably uh, <laughs> looked into the plane a little bit more than I did. Um, but thank you for that. Um, but looking back, I, I think I, I still kind of like the idea that it does uh, attract all all kinds of people. Um, so, I, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Very good. Now, last time we spoke a couple months ago when I asked you to be on, this, be on the show, um, you couldn't because you were a little bit too busy of getting married yourself. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank now, you so much. Oh, and, um, and tell us about that. Uh, how, does, how does a wedding planner uh, plan her own wedding? It, it seems oh quite, quite, uh, quite neat. So tell us about that. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to do it secretly um, because I just didn't want people asking me questions. I didn't want, you know, what all my brides have, you know, having, you know, what do you do for this? What are you going to do for this? Because I knew that knowing me, I was going to be the last person that got any attention that season. So I knew that I would not have any answers to anyone's questions ever until the last minute. And I didn't want to see that worried look on their face because I knew I wouldn't be worried. So I think I just wanted to avoid any of that and really focus on my clients um, during that time frame. So I kind of just kept it all secret. And so many things kind of happened. Um, throughout the planning process. So I'm really glad that I did. We ended up having to change all of our plans and cancel plane tickets and rebook plane tickets. And um, we ended up doing kind of two weddings um, just because of an illness in the family. So originally it was going to be um, our parents and my husband and I, and then our video team and our photo team. Um, But then and we had that all planned and everything was fine and we were kind of done with that portion. Um, and then we just had to go to the courthouse and, and do it legally here, um, mm-hmm. which was going to be nothing. You know, it was just going to be a morning. Um, but then my husband's mother got cancer. So oh. she got diagnosed uh, about three months out. So we had to cancel the plane tickets for all of the parents. Um, and we weren't sure what we were going to do. And then, you know, she 
got great news and she went into the surgery and so she ended up being fine. So we ended up okay. doing um, a second wedding um, and I had to do that one with maybe a month and a half notice um, and we did a courthouse wedding so that we didn't take away from the ceremony that we were going to still have in Morocco. Um, so we did the courthouse wedding and it was kind of a brunch and we paraded through the streets of downtown Fort Myers and we kind of put that spin on it and I kind of scheduled it so that it would be perfect timing for my favorite, um, wedding blog, which is green wedding shoes, um, to be published for their 4th of July for the, on the 4th of July. So it all made it and everything worked out perfectly. So, Oh, that's fantastic. That's good to hear. Yeah. Good, good. So, okay. Uh, for our listeners, um, who have yet now some of our listeners, they're just beginning photographers who may have never worked with a wedding planner before. Now, what is the time frame that they should start hearing from you? Um, typically, I book, you know, maybe nine months to a year out. So that would be the first booking. But then when it comes to the detailed time frames, um, really, we briefly discuss hours and at that time at booking. But then maybe about a month and a half to two months out from the wedding day, that's when I kind of get feedback on how they want the schedule to run. Okay. And then I usually prepare a timeline for them and have it at least a month out for any of their um, changes that they require. And then send it to the rest of the, the vendors um, about three weeks out. Now, do you uh, usually do it by phone call, by email? What's your, what's your take on how you first well, it contact? Really, it really depends. Um, if, if they are local, then I do love for my clients, if they're in town, um, to meet the photographers face to face because that always just makes it so much nicer and such a more warm relationship and, mm -hmm. and, you know, takes away all the butterflies if they do see them face to face. If not, I do recommend that they Skype call because again, that face to face interaction, I think it helps both parties, um, to just get a feel for, um, just the energy between the two of you. Right. Um, so I do recommend that. Um, but when it comes to just me with the photographer, that's just phone. That's, that's fine doing, you know, just phone calls, I think. Okay. Yeah, I remember when um, when you sent me the first email, you were just like, Neil, take a look at the timeline. If you want anything changed, just let me know. And that was, that, was, that was pretty nice. But then we ended up talking over the phone because a couple of things have changed. But that was, yeah. uh, was, I was very impressed in of how professional and easygoing it was. Um, some, some, some uh, wedding planners could be a little bit over the, over the top, and I just kind of like you, know, you handled it. Yeah, that's really, 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 really important to me. Um, I, I never kind of get frazzled. And so I really like to have, I think that's something that clients come to me for is just to feel um, laid back, like everything's okay. Um, so I kind of like that. I, I, I like to get that from the vendors that I work with too, so that we can kind of just create that atmosphere for the clients that everything's going to be fine and it's relaxed and nothing's a big deal and, you know, and, and so I kind of like to convey that too, because really we're professionals. We know we can tackle anything that comes about. So I, I like to have my brides feel that. Mm -hmm. And now let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about timelines here. Are they really that important? I mean, should we, should we follow a timeline? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, absolutely. <laughs> any, any tips that you can give photographers about staying on time about how important it is? Because you do put, weeks and months into this timeline. 
Um, I do. I think it's very, very important. And it's really, I think it's for everyone's benefit. It's to just know where you're at and know that you've checked off everything that the bride expects and that, you know, you expect to get out of the, the day. Um, I, and, and also there's a lot of money that's involved too. I mean, if you go overtime and, you know, if you're not organized and you cause the bride to go overtime and you cause her to have to add an extra hour to the band, Mm-hmm. then, I mean, it can get to be a financial thing, too. Um, and then them having to add extra time for you if, if photos haven't gotten done. And I don't, I don't know that it's – that's where it gets kind of sticky because mm-hmm. it's like I always tell my, my photographers, you know, put out a timeline but not a strict timeline because I want them to still want me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, but then again, you have to cover, you know, your butts and make sure you get everything out of the day that, that they expect you to. And there's also, uh, let's not forget about the uh, the chef who's on an important timeline that must have the food out too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if the parent photos take too long, then the food's cold. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, it, now, it matters. Now, how would you handle a situation if a photographer does go over time? Like how would you, uh, how would you go about talking to them or finding them or um, do you have – Well, a- you know, <laughs> I, I, I have not – it's funny. I really haven't ever had that problem um, because I'm kind of on top of things um, throughout the whole day. But really, I kind of I check in during parent um, or during the family portraits and ask if they need any help. I always make sure that I'm free during the most hectic photo times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if I have a very uncomfortable couple, you know, I try to make sure that we're loosening them up in time so you don't have to go through that gap. Um, you really just kind of have to be stern and you have to be um, very clear that you're doing it for the couple. Um, the bride and groom really want to get here on time. The bride and groom really need this done. And, you know, just being very clear that you're doing it for them and being stern mm-hmm. and then throwing on back on the smile and making friends with the people you just made those enemies with <laughs> immediately after. And that's kind of what, I mean, that's what my day to day is. I first they hate me, then they love me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, good thing you were there. You know, it's, it just, that's how it goes. Right. And I think you said something very smart there that it's for the couple. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely um, is. So well, it, they think uh, that you're pushing them, you know, for your benefit, but you have to remind the guests that it's, it's for the couple. It's right. not for you. Right. Good, good. Now let's talk a little bit about destination weddings. Um, since you travel so much and some of our listeners may have never want, went, went on a destination wedding, they might have one coming up. Any advice? I mean, even though you are a wedding planner, but it kind of, you know, your advice I'm sure can carry over into photographers as well. Any advice as to what they should worry about, what they should know about when it comes to uh, working a destination wedding? Well, I would say specifically for photographers, back up, back up, back up. Um, you're mailing your backup out right after the wedding. You have another one on your person and another one where you're staying. Um, multiple, multiple hard drives with your backup photos on it um, is really important because a lot of times, I mean, th- we've had things confiscated. Um, we've had things stolen. Um, you know, so definitely have have backups. And, you know, a uh, a good Wi-Fi connection is really hard to find sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely being aware of that. And the time delays will really beat you. So try to work in arriving a day prior just so that you have that time to recoup 
um, cause it, it's best for the clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always try to work in an extra day. I mean, cause really it doesn't change the ticket price. It just changes one extra stay just to have the photographer, you know, on point. Right. Um, so I think that's really important to know too. Yeah. Usually for destination weddings, we require to arrive at least one or two days before the wedding, just so that we're there just in case there's any time delays, canceled flights, things like that. Flight. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Right. Um, so great. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. Now, I don't know if uh, you've, you've heard this rumor or not. Um, I don't know if you could confirm, but I hear there's, um, there's places like Sandals that are getting strict of bringing professional photographers from the outside. I hear they're becoming kind of like more like Disney where they kind of want to keep, they want you to hire their own photographers. Have you heard anything about something like that? Um, absolutely. Um, and that is the case. They don't, they try to require, um, it's not, I mean, you can get around it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but a lot of couples are, are, are scared to, or not equipped to, I think, get around it. So, but yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of those situations happening. So, and, yeah, yeah. Any, any advice as to where, let's say if, if uh, a couple, you know, comes to me and, and they, they come to me and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're thinking about sandals in Antigua, but you know, that they won't let us bring in a photographer, but they really want you. What should we say to them? Do you, or, uh, like, like, what, what do you think? Yeah, that's tough because I know in my position, um, I would be handling it and I would just mm. kind of plead to them that the bride really wants it. And I would, I mean, I, I use a lot of, um, white lies where, you know, I don't think they're going to book you because so-and-so, and I try to find a comparable place, mm. is allowing them to bring in their photographer. And, you know, and, you know, I kind of use that as a leverage um, that they're going to lose the business. And usually that, that works. Okay. Um, and that's because we're at the early stages where they're just really trying. Um, and then also, you know, kind of making them jump through hoops and give us examples and samples and, and then saying, well, I'd really like it more like this style and then showing them and comparing. And if they can, if they can match the style, which never have they been able to, um, then we'll go with your photographer. Um, and that's kind of like how I've been approaching it. And they really just don't want to go through the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it, now, does the same go for the wedding planners? Because I'm sure the those places have their in-house wedding planners as well. Does that are you kind of worried about that too? Um, it absolutely does affect us. And what happens is um, a lot of times the bride just ends up paying an additional fee, and that goes for the photographer too. She has to pay an additional fee. Okay. Um, I even I even had a, and it goes for entertainment as well. Um, if you use their outside vendor, then you have to pay for an additional fee and you have to pay for, um, all of the speaker systems and all of the AV that's involved, um, as far as entertainment's concerned. Um, because they just won't, they'll just make it very difficult. They won't allow you to bring it on, on premises. I even had a photographer, I did his wedding, um, and he wasn't allowed, I'm sorry, I had a, a band. I did their wedding and their brother is a photographer. He's actually the one that did my wedding um, here locally. And he even had to pay for his brother to photograph his wedding. Oh, wow. So, and we pleaded and pleaded, but we got, we, we were able to do it, but it was an additional fee that was involved. Okay. Huh. Interesting. All right. Now, um, now talking about other photographers, uh, tell us some of the traits that other photographers that you love to work with. What are their traits that you just, you know, that you just 
constantly why you always refer to that, refer them out. Um, tell us about the, the good photographers that you love to work with. The number one thing, I mean, above talent even, is attitude. It's somebody that is happy, that makes the bride happy, that is clearly excited to be there and, you know, takes the job seriously and doesn't, you know, act burdened or put themselves first. They're clearly there for the couple. Um, that is more, that's the most important thing to me because the atmosphere on the wedding day is, is something that you can't take away. You can't fix. It's just, it's the collection of the vendors that, that we choose. So that is number one. Um, and then just really being flexible because the day is hectic, things change and just really being flexible and easygoing and able to, to meld to the, to the different crises that come up and, and kind of not freaking out ever. That's very important too, is, um, just kind of finding a solution to problems. And even if it's not, you know, your area, if, if the boutonnieres aren't pinned on, then maybe you should learn how to pin a boutonniere, you know? So, I mean, things like that, just, you know, jumping in to help when you can and just being happy about it. Excellent. Excellent. Now let's talk about the bed. Now don't name names. Um, no what, what are some things is that photographers do that just make you cringe that make you say, Oh gosh, I hope you never, I never work with you again. What I mean, so uh, tell us, tell us some of the bad if you can. Well, I would say it's really, I mean, it's the opposite of the good. It's just having that tired look and kind of like just not being excited, not having a smile on your face just kind of brings the energy down in the whole room. And I just can't, <laughs> I just can't have it. Um, that's probably the, the most important thing. And in timeline, probably stays. Not- yeah. Um, definitely look at the timeline. A lot of times, you know, in the middle, the most, I think the most irritating thing for all planners is, you know, in the middle of the wedding day, you know, what time is our family portraits? And it's like, I, I did, I'll have to look it up. Do you have a timeline? (laughs) It's always my question. And they're like, yeah, but I'd have to look it up. Okay. Well, I didn't memorize it either. So, um, just things like that, like, like help yourself. Uh huh. <laughs> Look at the timeline. Have it on your person, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Therefore. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Think. What's that? Well, oh, thank you so much for coming on today. That was fantastic. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, now, tell our listeners where they where they can follow you. Oh well, I am a huge Instagrammer, so at yes, you Jessica are, which Jessica. leads to which I do have a question for you. Now yeah. I do follow you on Instagram, which you have like quite incredible photography. Um, have you ever dipped Thanks. into uh, you know maybe doing some photography, some wedding photography? You know, I I did get into photography. I had a, a photographer friend of mine, um, Luminaire Photos, so sweet. They gave me a, photo- a, a camera, one of their older models and I loved it and I got into it and started consuming my life and I put it down and I had to focus back on weddings and I told (laughs) myself that I wouldn't pick it up again and it's all iPhone from here on. Um, (laughs) You know, I only have the time for for one love and and that's weddings. So, Um, but yeah, I I do love, I love photography. I really get into it. I love assisting my photographers and, and I do a lot of styled shoots and stuff just to get that out of my system. So hmm Fantastic. So Instagram and uh, anywhere yes, else? Yes, Instagram. Instagram is my big love. 
Um, our yeah, website, I'm sorry, what's, what's your name for the Instagram? So It's Jet Set Wed. Um, so is our Facebook, so is our Twitter. Um, but really, it all kind of stems from Instagram. Okay. I've, I was told many times to you know, put your focus on one thing and not all things. So I really just focus on my Instagram and then share um, all of those on all of my other social media accounts. So. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Karen. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Okay. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Okay, so that was our interview with Karen Hassan of Jet Set Wed. Thank you, uh, thank you, Karen, for being on the show, and thank you, Neil, for running that interview. I thought it was an, a great interview, man. It was very good. Um, you know, I guess uh, one thing that we just kind of spoke about after um, getting off with Karen there is something that we could kind of talk to our listeners about because initially, uh, you know, for that first group of weddings that, that many of us have, we don't have wedding planners um, for those weddings. Mm-hmm. Until you kind of build yourself up a little bit, and then you'll start noticing that you get more wedding planners uh, the more that you kind of go up in in your market. But uh, but still, you know, I still do have a handful of weddings where you know you don't have a wedding planner, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about um what if you know what strategies that we have on helping some of our brides get an itinerary together because. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it depends on the kind of bride that we have, or, you know, sometimes you have a very type A kind of bride and she's got the itinerary for you by the second, you know, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning of the day to the end. And then sometimes you get a bride that is just totally lackadaisical, has no idea like what time anything is happening. <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. And what what it is that you know the, that we do in terms of planning or helping plan for our brides in the event that we don't have a wedding planner. Now it's always better better off that well you can kind of view it two ways, right? Um, just as far as having a wedding planner, it can be extremely helpful for us to have a wedding planner because that means that oh I don't have to do that big timeline thing that I do with my couples that don't have wedding planners. So it can be it's a it's a great thing when we when we have that, right? Yeah. Um, and if there's any issues throughout the day or, or, or if, if something goes over time, you just talk to the wedding planner and she'll take care of it. You know, that's, that's one good thing about having wedding planners. If there's any problems, you talk to her. You don't have to talk to the bride, parents of the bride or anything like that. Yeah. And, and actually, like what Karen just mentioned about, you know, pinning the, you know, pinning things on for the grooms if they don't know how to do it, you know. So, um those kinds of things, it's nice when you have a wedding planner there because then that that's a little bit more off your shoulders in terms of helping the day go well for the couple. And really, like even what you said at, at, at the end of the day, it should always be about the couple. It's about the couple's <laughs> happiness. We're all there for the couple in our own respective um, ways. Um, but before maybe I get into to what I do to help, you know, a couple plan an itinerary if you need to. Do you have do you have like um like when do you schedule meetings with your couples? You know. Prior to the wedding, what do you have a time flow the line that you do if you don't have a wedding planner? Well, usually we um, we call the bride the Monday before the wedding, mm-hmm. and my wife does that. And then if I mean if they do have a wedding planner, we'll know about it two or three weeks beforehand, maybe even a month beforehand. Depends on who the planner is. Uh, but if we don't, we talk to the bride about a week before, because just because the time the times always change, always. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why we wait until the week before and so that we can um put our focus on 
um, each wedding that we have. So we're not like two weddings backed up, you know, uh, ahead of them mm-hmm. uh, so that we can, once, once we make that phone call, all of our focus is on that couple. Yes. Uh, and then, then that's when we'll learn, um, whether if we have the down to the second bride, which there are brides who are at 507, this is happening at 509, this is happening at 513, this is happening. There are brides who do plan just like that. Sometimes things happen, um, according to plan. And a lot of times things don't, um, happen like that. And then there's times where, like you said earlier about the lackadaisical, um, lackadaisical brides who are just, uh, very blase about, Hey, I'm getting married at two. And, my cocktail hour starts at five, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and and those brides in particular have not thought through how long it takes for a limousine to get from one location to another. Like that part yes. right there is like I feel like when there isn't a wedding planner that I am on that. I'm, I'm like I'm like so here's my and and actually I do the same thing where it's the Monday or Tuesday prior to the wedding that week because otherwise our minds are all over the place right with all you know yeah. but the Monday or Tuesday prior and I try and. You know, I I will help with questions leading up along the way, but mm-hmm. otherwise it's that Monday or Tuesday prior to. And um, but you know, I'm there right on that meeting. I'm like, I got my Google Maps out. You know, at, whether they're in my office or studio or I'm doing it online or whatever. I you know, I'm just like, oh, just so you know, I'm on Google Maps and you know, I'm typing in the first location to the next location. And the limo says it takes ten minutes. So in wedding time on a wedding day, that's actually like fifteen twenty. You know, by the time you get everybody in and out and people are drinking, and so you know, over planning a little bit and is is uh, important. Don't forget about parking as well for us photographers. Uh, we might not be able to park right behind the limousine um, because the limo is pulled over in the middle of the street. So don't forget about parking too. And that's, that adds another five ten dollars Always make sure that you have uh, a credit card for or cash for parking as well too. Um, you know, people just don't think of that. Yeah, it's all those little things. When you do so many weddings a year, like we do, you know, like you kind of like see all these things happen and are aware of all the possibilities of things that can go wrong, things that, that, you know, will take longer than, um, than most people may think, think through. Um, so, um, our doing that can, can actually, I feel like, you know, I've saved quite a few wedding days, you know, just talking through on that meter meeting prior to when people haven't thought through things. But the beautiful thing is, is when you have a wedding planner that really is on top of it and that, you know, like Karen is very easy to speak to and has a very laid back, easygoing approach and everybody's working together for the couple, um, that makes everybody's job a little bit easier, mm-hmm. um, as, as far as that goes. So, um, I guess now, what about you now when do you when do you talk to your brides um, is it the week before is it uh, or do you try and get to meet in person like some others do yeah so I always set it up I just kind of mentioned it's the same thing that you do it's like the Monday or Tuesday prior to the wedding so if the wedding's on a Saturday I'll try and schedule it for Monday um, sometimes if it's like a Friday wedding I'll do it like the week before but I always try and do it like so that it's within roughly a week of the actual wedding because things change so much leading up to the wedding day that if you don't do it that way you, I feel like you end up with lots of these little emails and conversations and they just kind of go on and on and on you know in terms of like itinerary changing here itinerary changing there and I'm and I'm happy to help with like one-off questions or like talking about the general idea should we do a first look 
and and I'll help my couples with times, you know, leading up to the day if they need that. But I still, no matter what, I try and schedule that meeting early. So like right after their engagement session, assuming they had an engagement session or I'll say at the engagement session. So, you know, since we're both here right now, can we both get out our calendars and plan on this day, like a Monday or Tuesday prior to the wedding? Because um, then, then they, then they know if you have a bride that's concerned about like, Oh, what's going to happen with this itinerary, then they at least know they have that meeting scheduled. And that's when we're going to go over and like really fine tune the details, you know? <laughs> and I feel like that helps put the bride at ease. It also helps put me at ease too, knowing that I have that scheduled because things get a few years ago. I didn't do that. And I like would wait to schedule that meeting and contact them a few weeks before. And then things were so crazy by the time that it got there. I'm like trying to schedule these meetings and you know, it just is so much easier when I have that scheduled ahead of time, you know, on that, you know, rather than getting all crazy, trying to schedule it closer to the date. So that's, if that can be helpful to newer photographers, I think, uh, that's something that I wish I would have thought through or known earlier. So, hey, that's what this podcast is all about, right? We're right. helping people yeah. out. You know, these things that took took us years to figure out um, are, to, you know, all the information's here. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. so hopefully it, it can be helpful. And one little tip, one little tip for uh, for everybody out there um, that you can't. This is one detail that you can't get a week before the wedding um, when you talk to the bride is when the brides are getting ready or the groom and the brides are getting ready at a hotel room. Have them text you, call you, email you, Facebook message you, the room number. Um, always, whenever I arrive to the hotel and I don't have the room number, the front desk, they have no idea who is who. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know that there's a wedding there. They don't know what bride you're talking about. There might be multiple brides. Uh, the room could be booked under a completely different name, like the yes. parent's name or something. Mm -hmm. um, so they're calling all these different rooms and then, you know, you're you're like 10, 20 minutes late when you were pretty much earlier on time. Uh, so always, always, always try and get that room number the, the day before, the night before, or even the morning of. So yep, that's a little bit of a little helpful tip. And just a couple of weeks ago, we were shooting at a, a bride's hotel room and all of a sudden two photographers walked in the room and they were like, we're here. And we just, everybody just stopped and like, I, I was like, wow, did you, did you hire like multiple photographers for today? Yeah. And, uh, but they just, they got the wrong room. Oh my God. Thank God. What a nightmare that would have been. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was a very awkward moment, but, uh, but yeah, there's, that's just a little helpful tip for people. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, Neil Urban, I think this is, uh, is going to conclude episode 20 of wedding photographers unite. All right. Unless we had anything else to talk about. No, that was good. That I was think, good. I think so. Uh, thank you so much, Karen from jet set web for, uh, for being on the show today. And uh, please do remember that you can write into info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Leave us reviews on iTunes or go to the website at weddingphotographersunite.com and click on the comment section for the show. Um, and subscribe. And subscribe in iTunes, please. Um, Neil, where can people follow you? Uh, just Google me, Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N, and uh, follow me wherever you find me. <laughs> and same here you can find me uh google me at andy buscemi b-u-s-c-e-m-i and all my good stuff with social media will come up there i'm most active on facebook um but uh otherwise thank you so much everybody for listening in and uh, we will see you next time for episode 21 of wedding photographers unite have a good one everybody Bye -bye. take care wedding photographers
Unite.